Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, I, I pray that I don't seem too irreverent in saying this, but every time I read this section of John chapter 8, I see a picture of the set of a 90s shock show, right? So over here you have Jesus who is sitting on a chair by himself, and, and over here you have the Jewish religious leaders all dressed in their ceremonial garb. And standing right in the middle is the host with his microphone. And he starts out the show by saying, Our first guest today is Jesus of Nazareth. He's gotten himself into some trouble with the Jewish religious experts because of some bold claims. And then before anything else can be said by the host, the scribes and the Pharisees over here, they stand up and they start shouting, We are the true offspring of Abraham. And the camera pans to Jesus over here and he says with calm authority, You are of your father the devil. That, of course, gets under their skin, so they stand up and they're pointing their fingers. Well, you're a Samaritan and you have a demon. And the audience now is up on their feet. They're shouting as well. The host gets controlled for a moment. He gets everyone to sit down and he begins by saying, well, as I was saying, Jesus is in hot water over some bold claims. Tell us more, Jesus. And then Jesus looks right in the camera and says, truly, truly, I say to you, Anyone who keeps my word will never see death. Well, the Pharisees and the scribes, they're back on their feet. See, we told you that he has a demon. No one can prevent death. Who says stuff like that? Abraham is dead. So are the prophets. Who do you think you are? Who are you making yourself out to be? And the audience is back up on their feet. The host motions for them to sit down, and they do so mumbling and discontent. But then Jesus opens his mouth, and he says more. Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. One of the scribes fires back, well, how can that be? You're not even 50 years old. Abraham is 2,000 years older than you. It's impossible that he saw your day. And that gets some cheers and jeers from the audience. And then Jesus finally and boldly proclaims, before Abraham was, I am. Now, at this point, everyone in the show but Jesus is on their feet. They're yelling and screaming. They are picking up their chairs to throw at Jesus. They have their answer. They know exactly what Jesus is saying. They know that he, who he is claiming to be. Jesus is boldly claiming to be God. It's interesting course, this didn't take place in a 90s daytime shock show, right? This did happen in Jerusalem, in the temple, in the first century. But the claims that Jesus made about himself could have easily landed a spot on one of those shows. Whenever I watch one of those shows in the past, I often wonder, is, is this for real? Are these real situations, are these real people, are these real problems, or is this all just staged so that they can get viewers to, to watch during the day when there's nothing else on TV? Well, I think the same question could be asked 
by these claims of Jesus. Is Jesus for real? Are his claims for real? Does he really believe what he's saying? Is he a lunatic? Is he a liar? Or is he Lord? Let's examine the bold claims of Jesus, starting with, Truly, truly, I say to you, anyone who keeps my word will never see death. Now, the Holy Scriptures talk about death in three different ways, three different types. You have physical death, when something that is alive is no longer alive. It's dead. Then there's spiritual death, like the Apostle Paul talks about being alive in the flesh, but being dead spiritually. And there's the third way that it talks about is the second death, right? Or eternal death. And that's talked about in the scriptures in Revelation. It points to the last day when the dead are raised and those who are in Christ, they enter into the fullness of life that has already begun, where they are separated from Christ for all eternity. Well, just what is Jesus saying when he claims, truly, truly, I say to you, anyone who keeps my word will never see death? Well, I think it's helpful for us to hear an earlier claim that Jesus makes in the Gospel of John. He said there, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has present tense, has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. See, here's the thing. Death is the problem. From Adam and Eve on, death has been part of our existence, and we've become very numb to it, of course, right? We talk about the circle of life and death being natural, but that's just not the truth. We want to sweep death under the rug. We want to ignore it. But the fact of the matter is, it's always there. And it's always staring us in the face. Not one of us knows how it will come, or how it will come. But we can be sure of this, that it will come. And that's a problem. A problem that we are powerless to fix. For us, we were born, or though we were born living, we were also born spiritually dead. And that left us in a spiritually dead condition, so that if we were to die, there would be no hope for us in the second death. We would be confirmed to live forever apart from God, along with the demons and the devil. And that is a huge problem. The scriptures say the wages of sin is death. Physically, spiritually, and eternally. And that's what makes Jesus' claim so absolutely bold. He claims that anyone who keeps his word will never see death. What does Jesus mean when he says keep? Keep my word. It means to abide. It means to remain. It means to believe, to trust in him. That's what keep means. In fact, Jesus is claiming that those who abide, remain, trust, and keep uh, him now already have passed from death to life. Jesus is empathetically declaring that death is indeed the problem and that he is the only solution. Jesus is claiming that he has the power over death. And if he has the power over death, then he is also claiming that he has the power over 
the source of death, which is sin. And if Jesus claims to have the power over sin and spiritual, physical, and eternal death, then Jesus is claiming to be someone quite unique, divine even, yet as man. He's either a liar, a lunatic, or he's Lord. So you can begin to see with greater clarity the utter disbelief of the Jews and their reaction and of repulsion when they questioned him, who are you? Who are you saying you are? That's the million-dollar question, not just for the Pharisees in the first century, but for us today. Who is Jesus? Now, when the Jews asked this question, they were asking about Abraham. They said, are you greater than Abraham? And for the Jews, Abraham was their, their, the guy. He was the father of their nation. And they expected Jesus to quail and to respond, well, no, of course I'm not greater than Abraham. I mean, come on. But that's not the answer that they received. Instead, they heard Jesus claim this, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. Which is to say, Abraham heard my word of promise. He saw my work of salvation, and by faith he believed. So yes, Jesus claims, I am greater than Abraham. But not because I say so, but because my Father says so. If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It's my Father who glorifies me. So Jesus claims to know Abraham and his faith that looked forward to his day which then leads to the climax of this section of John and the explicit answer to everyone's question, who are you making yourself out to be? The third bold claim of Jesus is this, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. What's so bold about that? Well, proper grammar dictates that the sentence should read, before Abraham was, I was. Right? That is to say, if Jesus was simply trying to say that he predated Abraham. But that's not what Jesus was saying. He says, before Abraham was, I am. Recall Exodus chapter 3. Moses encounters God in the burning bush. There God reveals to Moses that Moses is going to be sent to free the people of God who are enslaved in Egypt. And Moses asks God this question, who shall I say is sending me? And God reveals his identity there. His name is Yahweh Asher Yahweh. In Hebrew, literally, the one being, or I am the one who is being. The Greek translation of the Old Testament, the Septuagint, translates Yahweh Asher Yahweh to Ego Emi Haon. I am the being one. Ego eimi, I am, ha'on, the being one. I am the one who is. And this is Jesus' bold claim. Before Abraham was, ego eimi, I am. I am the one who was with the Father and the Holy Spirit at the creation of the world. I am he. I am. I am the one who revealed myself to Moses in the burning bush. I am 
I am the one who called Abraham to sacrifice his son and who provided instead a ram for the sacrifice. I am, I am the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I am, I am God in the flesh who gives my life for yours. This is Jesus' bold claim. That he is God, the creator in the flesh of man, dwelling with his creation to rescue and redeem it from sin and death and the devil. Come back with me to that 90s daytime shock show. Now let's be honest, we all know by this point that that these are staged, right? To gain those ratings and, and viewers. Not unlike most of the stuff that you see on the interweb these days. Where do we look for truth? Where do we find uh, um, a clear uh, picture of reality? We turn to the scriptures. The holy scriptures are different. for They hold forth the truth. They faithfully reveal who Jesus is. And what Jesus has done. They show us that the bold claims of Jesus are actually trustworthy and true. Well, how? Consider one last bold claim of Jesus. It's not recorded in our readings for today. But Jesus repeats this claim over and over to his disciples. He says that he would suffer and die. Now, that's not a bold claim, right? We could all make that claim. But he says this, I will rise again on the third day. That's the bold claim. To rise from the dead? Who has the power to do that? Well, the answer is only God. Jesus said that he would die and rise in three days. And that's exactly what he did. In his resurrection from the grave, he demonstrated that he has the power over death. And if over death, then the the source of death, which is sin. He went to that cross. He lay in the tomb to prove his power over sin and death for the whole world, for you and for me. The wages of sin is death, yes, but the free gift of God is, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. He says, he who keeps my word will never see death. Now, how do we know this to be trustworthy and true? Well, we have the witnesses of the disciples. We have the witness of 500 others who saw Jesus alive before he bodily ascended into heaven. And here's the thing, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. The apostles boldly confessed Jesus and this claims of lordship over, uh, over sin, death, and the devil. And you know what happened to them? They did not live their best life then. They did not, were not greeted with health, wealth, and prosperity. They were instead put to death because of it. They had nothing to gain earthly in making this proclamation. They didn't proclaim Christ crucified and risen for their own earthly benefit. Instead, they did so trusting Jesus' bold claim that they had already entered into life with Christ. And with a bold confidence, knowing that that even when they died, 
that they would die in a sure and certain hope of the resurrection and the fullness of the life that is still yet to come. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, their hope is your hope. Here's a divine mystery and a bold promise. Eternal life has already begun in you now as you remain in Christ, the Word of God. Eternal life doesn't wait or doesn't begin after you die. It started already in your baptismal union to Jesus' death and his resurrection. Remember, you were dead in your sin, but now you are alive in Christ. Life eternal has begun now. And as Christ remains in you and you in Christ, you walk in newness of life. For Christ lives in you. When you come to the altar, he gives you himself that he might abide in you. So then as Christ lives in you, you will continue living even though this body dies. And his promise to you is that you will live at rest with Christ in heaven and await from there the day of his glorious return and the resurrection of the dead. So dear brothers and sisters in Christ, who now live in Christ, <laughs> rejoice with Abraham, for eternal life is already yours, and you have already seen Jesus' day. These are the bold claims of Jesus. This is no 90s daytime shock show. This is the gospel truth. Jesus is not a liar, and he's not a lunatic. He is Lord. And in him you have life now and forever. And so remain in him. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.